Hi, this is AJ Bingham, and I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Regions Financial Corporation. Regions is a different kind of bank with branches serving Central Texas from Austin to San Antonio and the Rio Grande Valley. Regions can assist your firm with its M&A and investment banking needs, as well as specialty finance in the technology, healthcare, defense, and aerospace sectors. Learn more about Regions at www.regions.com, and you can find more information in the episode notes. Now on the show. Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group, and welcome to the BG Podcast. Our guest today is Cree Crawford, the founder and president of Ionization Labs. Welcome to the show, Cree. Hey, thanks so much for having me today. Can you, uh, you know, you've, you've been in the news most recently. I think we saw the Austin Business Journal profile your firm last month, and you just, congratulations, y'all just closed on a Series A round of funding for about $5 million. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in the process of closing that out. We have a, uh, a lead, a lead, which is uh, it's, uh, uh, Merida Capital Partners out of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, my co-founder and our CEO, Alex Andralis, and I have been working really hard on um, that, that process. Everything up until then was... Um, convertible notes, friends and family, and some strategics. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I feel like we've gotten a good critical mass. And would you say, you know, kind of tying in uh, a lot of recent news after our Texas legislative session, most recent most recent session ended in May, mm-hmm. around uh, you know the legal legalization of industrial hemp, right? And that was right. under HB thirteen twenty five. You're familiar with, yeah, right, right. and just how that ties into your business. And right. we can just get to that. What is you know, your business is? Yeah, so um, Ionization Labs uh, was started three years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uh, co-founder Alex and I uh, come from uh, both uh, highly regulated businesses, Alex uh, in the wine and liquor industry. Uh, I came from gaming and actually had some holdings out in California in the legal cannabis side. I invested in collectives out there uh, and subsidized some of them because of um, my interest in the medicinal side through some of my family's um, members and friends uh, going through certain things with uh, that would require medicinal cannabis. Mm-hmm. So one of the uh, things that popped up was the fact that uh, testing was becoming more and more of a uh, request. This was a number of years back. And, um, and, then, and that really made sense because, I mean, if you're going to have medicine, and this is going back to the marijuana side, but if you're going to call it medicine, uh, it, you better know what was in it. Mm-hmm. So um, Alex and I uh, would uh, confer on this. Uh, the, uh, the, the you would send a test out to certain labs in California, and what would happen is you'd get different results every time you sent in a sample, even if it was the same plant. Mm-hmm. And we thought that that was a real challenge. Uh, and also, we'd send a sample in, and it would take sometimes two weeks to get a result back and you can't operate in an industry an industrial level with that slow uh, of response with data it's pretty much data is what you're sending the information in for mm-hmm. um, so we put our heads together and we said you know let's come up with a scalable solution scalable meaning it has to be cost effective but still has to maintain its its accuracy integrity and also had to be simple to use and we, we did so much research and there's so many uh, complicated technologies out there that they use in labs. And what we ended up settling on, and not actually settling, but identifying was HPLC, high-performance liquid chromatography, was the gold standard that was being utilized in labs for their 
COA, which is Certification for Analysis, mm -hmm. which was their legal stamp to say, this is what the potency is for this product to be able to sell it into that state's market. Gotcha. So we started with that platform and then we said, okay, we have to make it easy. Well, you know, uh, these things are operated by PhDs. They're very complicated pieces of machinery. They look really simple, but they're very complicated. And um, so we uh, spent a lot of time and money and we wrote a software overlay that simplified all the steps. So with that, you've uh, taken something that was a complicated uh, chemical analysis machine and you've turned it into a potency testing solution. That's what it does all day long and it does it very rep uh, rep replicatably and consistently mm -hmm. over and over again. And training involved, I mean, like so I'm an I'm a entry-level lab tech with a public sector law enforcement so agency. You can run through and this is how you work, operate the machine, yep. and it goes and it moves. There it you go, okay. Yeah, yeah. and then, um, no, so so someone like you, you could, uh, we could probably teach you how to do this in an hour. All right. But we, uh, we call I'll it. I'll take you up on that. I know y'all. No, you come down. Facility. Come down <laughs> to the lab. We, we call it the paper boy mm -hmm. model. We have to, we wanted to make sure that a paper boy could operate this. And I can say that because I was a paper boy. A uh, paper boy could operate this and learn how to use it within two to three hours. Gotcha. So it's very intuitive interface. Uh, again, that's where we put the majority of our, our investment. Um, and along with that, then we uh, cut a spectacular deal with a company called Agilent. And Agilent is, uh, I think it's a Fortune 100 company. It's one of the top chemical analysis um, manufacturers in the world. They're based out of Germany. And we got a great deal there. And our model is this. We basically provide the hardware and the software for almost at cost. And then we have a subscription model. And we base that subscription model as a cost per test. So basically a, 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 a subscriber who would be a grower, farmer, or an extractor would uh, purchase this subscription over a period of the three years. It's a three-year agreement. And they basically get every single thing, every consumable you would need to run a test. Mm -hmm. The exciting thing about that is the industry is dying for standardization. And what we did was we uh, came up with the simplest number of steps, the limit of least number of steps to extract the sample from, from uh, material. So if it's flour or oil, the least number of steps. We also provide all the chemistry and the vials pre-measured, pre pre-formulated, and pre-packaged. So everybody is using the exact same packaged materials. So, I mean, everything from the mortar and pistol to the uh, uh, scintillator, sonicator, to, to the chemistry, everything is manufactured and done and presented to you. So if you were, you were using this kit here, it's the same kit that's being utilized in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And um, we also added cloud connectivity to it as well. Of course, yeah. So <laughs> with that, you've truly got, for the first time, I think, in chemical analysis, uh, which is why a lot of the groups are looking at us right now, we're really excited and flattered. Um, you've got standardized hardware, standardized software, and then all the consumables and the processes are all the same. So when you, can, when you think about it, if you wanted to set up a network of testing opportunities, and I'll dovetail into this in a second and make a lot more sense, you're sharing the same platform data. And with that, you can know, you know from your background, you can do tremendous things. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things, uh, I think beyond the you know, recent news in the ABJ, one of the 
reasons I think your company really came to light was because it's attached again to HB 1325. And I think some of the you know unintended consequences of the bill, um, primarily being you know what is defined as hemp versus cannabis. Right. And I think under the or under the bill, um, it's point, point substance point three percent is the is the that line right. Yeah. So anything point three below is hemp yep. product, hemp being what CBD or CBD is derived from hemp, industrial mm-hmm. hemp, mm-hmm. and anything 0.3 and above is cannabis product. The issue is um, law enforcement agencies don't have, at least, I mean, the, you know, that as of last, the articles that came out last month, and I know, actually, you know, last night when I was kind of prepping for the show, I got I got an NBC News uh, blurb about another mm-hmm. story. So, I mean, several states this last year have passed legislation legalizing industrial hemp, and it seemed seems to have the same issue, which is how do you differentiate between, you know, a just a consumable, for, you know, something right. like that, that's hemp, or is it, or is it, is it a CBD-based, or is it a THC-based? Yeah. And there is no, a lot of states just aren't equipped for it yeah. currently. Yeah. And so yeah. companies like yours could be a, <laughs> kind well, of like, could be a Well, so, so in the past, marijuana was marijuana, and... All you had to do was get a chemical test. A field test was a chemistry test. It's sort of like, you know, when you check your pool for the chlorine, mm-hmm. right? It's that same thing. You put a uh, product in it, and if it turns a certain color, you've got that chemical in it, which is, you know, THC is what they're looking for. Now, because of the legal definition, uh, because, and I keep hearing uh, great things, Dan Hunter goes out, and he's the uh, uh, undersecretary of ag, undersecretary yeah. of ag, and he's done some great speaking, and he has this little phrase, which is, there's no such thing as illegal corn. <laughs> There's no such thing as illegal cotton. Mm-hmm. But you can have illegal hemp, yes, which is a quandary and has been a quandary. So, uh, so instead of qualifying something as a certain, you know, finding that there's a substance, now you've got to quantify. And quantifying means that you have to have analysis, chemical analysis, to be able to give you an accurate reading. Now, I believe, and, uh, and I also do want to say, we started this company to empower growers and extractors to understand from a quality control standpoint what they have. The ancillary thing that's popped up is that you know, law enforcement uh, is, is needing to have these type of tools um, and they need to be in place before an industry like this can actually be in, in place in, in states. And there's such an incredible benefit to having the hemp industry and a hemp industry in every state, I mean, implemented. I mean, it's just so many uses. Um, many law enforcement uh, forensic labs have very expensive equipment uh, like mass spec. They can do this. It's just at scale. But I just want to let your listeners know our main focus is not empowering, <laughs> excuse me, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. It's you know, we're, it's a tool that can be utilized um, for a number and a myriad of applications. But our main focus is in truly gathering growing data. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean growing actually in the field. Um, we've got some incredible um, uses for data. So if you can imagine, you know, farmers that are doing huge swaths of, of, of land and they're, and they're, they're planting, one of the biggest expenses is their fertigation, you know, fertilizer and irrigation costs, one of the biggest costs. With our solution, you can go out and we can do a standard grid sampling. So you go and take a standard grid sampling and then you homogenize that and you can come in and and on the fly within 30 minutes, you can have an understanding of certain sectors of your field and what the potency is that you're going for in certain parts of the field. And so you could say, oh, well, this is a little low here. 
think we need to add a little bit more water, a little more fertigation, you know, uh, fertilizer here to pop up certain things. So it's really giving you a snapshot of what you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking the hemp on the outside, but there's also, I mean, cannabis inside grows, all of that, uh, because there's so many tremendous chemicals that make up these plants. And it's the same. It's truly, people are going to freak out. It's the same plant. It's just a legal definition of a different varietal. Mm. So hemp has traditionally low THC levels, but has higher cannabinoids in other sectors like CBD, like you were saying. Um, regular uh, marijuana is, is what it is, is you know higher levels of THC. Um, and our unit can test for 14 of the top cannabinoids right now and there's so many cannabinoids that are coming out i'm sure you've cbd is one of them it's the most popular but cbn right? oh yeah but cbn too <laughs> it's charlie that? bravo nevada I'm, I'm like, like, cannab- really so that's cannabinoid <laughs> that's cannabinol yeah. uh and that's cbn and that is another uh chemical cbn cbn charlie CBN. bravo nevada gotcha. and that is um is showing promise to be an incredible sedative i mean incredible for just uh, for just sleep over the counter or for surgical purposes or both. For, well, I, I wouldn't say for a general anesthesia. I, I'm just saying people are are taking it and getting really good sleep. Gotcha. Sleep without being groggy and blah blah, or, or waking up and um, eating or something. I don't want. Gotcha. No, I understand. <laughs> but anyway, there's it all these. Well. Yeah, right. yeah, and it just there's incredible and there's CBG, which is you know showing a lot of promise uh, with anal, analgesic and and also. Stress too. Is, what does that mean? What does it do? It's. Uh, it's another one of the cannabinoids. Look it up, everybody. CBG. CBG. Um, it's showing some promise with uh, brain cancer. Showing some uh, promise with um, pain and and analgesic as well. Like a palliative. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Very, very much so. So that's just three, and they're just finding more and more and more THCV. Mm-hmm. Um, very, in, uh, very powerful. Is there uh, a chart you can just? I can yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get to it. Has these like this yeah. is what this is. This what it is. That's yeah. There's CB, CB, uh, THCV is an appetite suppressant. I call it like mommy's little helper, right? Uh, you know, just, <laughs> you're gonna see soccer moms, you know, just uh, having a little. I mean, and, and guys, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but there's there's all these tremendous just things and, and, and information that's coming out, and it all comes from data. Mm-hmm. And the exciting thing about what we're doing and what gets me up every single day is that we've created something that's scalable. So you're getting this accurate data that's standardized, but you're being able to to deploy it to people that don't have to be um, PhDs. You don't have to be. Mm -hmm. So that's adding to the scale. And the cost, I mean, we're we're, we're almost giving it away at cost right now. So there's no markup. So so many more people can have this access to this incredible data. And, you know, I envision, you know, doing programs with universities that are doing research programs. There's a ton of them around the country mm-hmm. right now. And doing a program where we can get them our solution, our platform, and they can all start sharing data. And the velocity of data and research that can happen at that level, I mean, it, that's that, that really you know puts the wind in my sails. Well, I think just here in Texas, too. Right? Oh. You think of this, the mean yeah. rule, A&M being one of them, the UT, um, you know, you know the, the other universities, Rice and University of Houston, but particularly with A and M, just you know their division. And I, I always m- mess up the name, but it's their ag- agri-science agri-science, center. Yeah, ag- yeah, and right. um, I can't say anything officially, but uh, you know we're talking to a bunch of really great institutions here in Texas. Well, I, I think everyone's glad to hear that. Right? Yeah, you're, yeah. An Austin, you're an Austin-based company. Oh, and- we are. We're, we're proud Texans. We're so happy to be here. Everybody's like, you're a, a, a marijuana and cannabis. We're a data. 
we're a data aggregation company. We're a data. Like we're a software company. Yeah. And the other thing, my, my my business partner Alex and I always say is, we're strategically located to be able to be at three and a half hours. We could be at any coast mm -hmm. in the United States. Plus, it's really nice to live here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, can you tell us about the actual product, right? So it's the potency testing LC, right? Yep, and yep. I mean, help me, I saw a picture on your site, but what yep. is the dimensions of it? I mean, what, what are you so let's say, I know you aren't particularly marketing to law enforcement, but law enforcement particularly be, or because of all the, again, the ripples of the bills that have passed across the country mm -hmm. are in need of some kind of maybe a testing supply. So usually they are at scale, right? So mm -hmm. they might have one agency, maybe it gets their, like their version of a DPS. Yep. Public safety, their main law enforcement agency may have a master spectrometer. So they can't handle all these cases, well, right? Yeah, and, and again, let's look at it this way. How horrible is it for somebody to be using CBD or smoking hemp, which people do? And so that was interesting. I, we're quick on that. I mean, uh, so my, you know, I told you on the show, like, I went to school in North Carolina. Yeah. They had passed their industrial hemp bill yeah. uh, probably, what, three or four years ago. And I was looking, just kind of researching, and they're in, they're in a session right now where a big thing it's um, over smokeable. removing smokable hemp, which I, yeah. I, mean, I guess fair enough. I, I, I don't <laughs> I know what I don't know what the reasoning behind that would be, except for maybe it's just gonna be a nuisance. I mean, it smells the same. It's um, it, you know it's 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 gonna people don't know the difference, so maybe it cause problems. I, I don't know, but you know the only push that I would have is you know if if we can keep people from needlessly being convicted or, or even, you know, arrested for things that are legal, um, you know, so be it. Um, but yeah, so I'll go back to the, the size, uh, the platform. So, uh, the company Agilent that we work with, uh, was, uh, did a lot of work with, um, Hewlett Packard. So HP. So if you can imagine the, uh, the, it's about 25 inches high by about 19 inches deep by about 14 inches wide. So it's like a big old laser printer that used, they used to have back in the day. So there's that. And then we have a, uh, a standard a laptop. And then all the little elements that uh, are utilized to do sample prep are on it. So you literally, we have our setup kit and it's, it's on a seven foot stainless steel lab table. Mm -hmm. That's it. You run everything off of something that big. So it's really small. We also have a very, um, we actually have put these in vans uh, we have a demo van that drives up and down uh, Oregon right now. Oregon is a very mature uh, hemp market. They're very sophisticated. Um, very exciting to be up there. Actually, one of my sales executives is attending a big, big conference up there right now. But we've had a van outfitted with this unit, uh, with one of our units, and it just has a bunch of batteries, um, and it's outfitted um, just to be able to run tests mm -hmm. all the time. They don't like to be turned off. So you have to keep them on all the time, uh, and that's why you need the power. Uh, but it also, and this is the other thing, they're very sensitive devices, which makes them great, and they're very sensitive devices, which makes them a real pain in the butt because they can go out of calibration if they're moved around. These actually, the ones that we have mobile, have a plate that is um, that has these special springs, and it's like, you ever see one of those hula girls on cars? Yeah, yeah. It's like a gimbal, right? Yeah. Like a, so it's we've got these these plat these these plated gimbals on this thing, and you can drive around. You can go over potholes that are like a foot deep, no problem. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, and we've had these things. We we calibrate and test them all the time because we have the ability to do so because we got a ton of these things in in our lab, and we've had almost no. Um, it's called um, 
Yeah, no variance at all. In fact, we've got a machine to machine variance of less than 5% out of all of our units. And a standard machine to machine variance acceptability in the lab industry is like 10 to 15%. And we're less than five, which adds more to us as, a, again, a platform that's yeah. standard. Very so cool. It's, Very it's cool. really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what, I mean, just what has been, we, we talked a little, a little bit before the show. I mean, have, have uh, you know, different state departments, law enforcement mm. agencies, local agencies reach out to you? And then, what are the ways, you know, I think, what are, you know, at least in states where farmers, farming is not yet legal to do, like in mm -hmm. Texas, right? So yeah. the bill passed uh, in June. Um, right now it's going through the rulemaking process. So well, it's like with the Fed, the Fed's still have to vet it. The Feds are going, oh, did Those are, the Feds are so it's, it's, the Feds out. are going to test up. our rulemaking out with the Feds. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's such a catch-22. The Feds are making it so we have to send our rules to the to to the to dc by the end of the year yeah no no like right? this month or yeah by september although you can't make any rulings or change your rules until dc comes back to us in the first place so they're mandating that we send them something but they're going to reject it because they're going to have their requirements come down to us by the end of uh, probably the end of the fall so what'll happen is it's just i think it's just a question of a procedure so we're sending something in they're going to send something down at the end of fall, and then we're going to review that, and then I'm, and this is just for our state, right? And then we're going to see how everything kind of falls in place, and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll start, everybody will start working on rules at that point, yes, which you're very, you're very understanding. Yeah, I mean, our, I mean, actual farming would probably begin into, if, if things that. go procedurally how they go, I mean, probably until some quarter, of like late quarter, 2020. Well, yeah, well, the, um, the, we're really blessed in the state of Texas that we can have multiple growing seasons in certain parts of the state, like down the valley. So uh, depending on when rules come in and they give a thumbs up on things, but um, you know, um, normal growing season is June. Mm -hmm. People go in the ground in June, they say, and out. But you know, I think everybody's going to work really hard to, to figure out what's going on. But there's a lot of things you got to approve seeds. You have to prove genetics. And the other interesting thing about what we have is a lot of our new clients are genetics and seed people. So we actually have an understanding of what can work in certain climates and certain. Um, you know, uh, topography areas and things like that. Gotcha. So they'll, they'll be, it's a little bit of work once, even when they come up with the rules, it's a little, it's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm so excited. This state, I mean, we could, we literally could be the number one producer of hemp in the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, we'll get there. So what's yeah. just on the horizon? What's next for y'all? Let's go into the last quarter of Q4 2019 and then mm -hmm. on to 2020. I mean, your fundraising seems like fundraising is yeah, increasing. We're, we're I think, on park. I would say like, you know, these, the legislation, the news around this stuff, it can't be bad for you no, at all. No, it's not. It's and it's put a real, uh, you know, strong lens on us. Um, it's really funny. Alex and I were talking. We're like, you know, three years ago, nobody wanted to talk to us. I mean, testing. They were like, no, no. All the Wall Street guys were like, testing. No, these. Everybody wanted to invest in a big grow or mm -hmm. an extract, and we just kept putting our heads down, saying, nope. As this thing increases, it's the bottleneck. Testing is. The it's the biggest challenge, it's the biggest problem, and it's the biggest opportunity. And that's truly where everything really happens is when the, the opportunities occur. So, uh, or when the challenges present themselves, coming up with the solution. So, um, you know, we're, what's, what we're looking at is we're gonna close this round out, um, which is looking great. We're gonna look to uh, taking on larger, more strategic partners. Um, we're gonna be developing uh, more and more versions of our software 
We're going to keep optimizing everything we have. Our procedures and our, our SOPs are continuing to optimize. With We've got about 18, 19 units in market right now. We've only been in market for a little over 100 days. It took that long just to be able to have everything set up to go to market. What all markets, what all part of the country, I mean, just globally, are you all operating right now? What states are you operating? Yeah, yeah. Are so, you selling your, are your, are your units? Yeah. So strategically, we started in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very robust, very mature market. Uh, our... Our top salesperson has a tremendous number of uh, clients in Oregon, so it made sense. Uh, They really get it. They've got a uh, full ecosystem uh, program that they understand from the cultivation side to the drying side uh, all the way through to extraction. And so uh, we're predominantly in Oregon. We've got uh, a number of them in Kentucky, which is a huge market, Uh, Tennessee. Uh, We've got... A couple going into Virginia. These are all really strong hemp markets, and we really hope, uh, you know, Texas real soon too, because it's a little easier to send people out to train <laughs> when it's just up the street. But uh, yeah, well, Cree, that's great. very yeah. good. Thank and you again. Uh, wish you all well, and I Thank think you. uh, you're on. Y'all are definitely on a good track, and love to just check out y'all your facility at some point. Yeah, sure. please come down anytime. Open door, just right. uh, set it up. Come on down, and we'll have you run some tests. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah but we'll have a good rest of the day. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Hi, this is AJ. We want to again thank our sponsor, Regions Financial Corporation, with branches serving Central Texas from Austin to San Antonio and the Rio Grande Valley. Regions can help your firm with its M&A and investment banking needs, as well as specialty finance, the technology, healthcare, defense, and aerospace sectors. Learn more about Regions in the episode notes. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.